Warning ahead, sexy themes and saucy lingo. And there are no trigger warnings. And welcome to today's Yellow Pages of Yearning. Mm, yummy. <laughs> yummy. <laughs> so um, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's your word of the week? My word of the week is yearly. 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 Yeah. 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 Once yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, because so yearly, specifically thinking about something that happens once a year, which yeah. is an anniversary. Ah, yeah. I see. Um, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, like anniversaries within a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's something like, before I was in the relationship I'm in now, it was something I never really was bothered about. I thought they were... Anniversaries. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yearly celebrations of one's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were a bit silly. Uh, but then we kind of, we started kind of keeping track of them in my relationship now and actually I was like oh it, it is quite nice yeah um so then I kind of and then it sort of like went from being like oh I don't care about them at all to being like oh we should do something nice for our anniversary every mm. year but um but what I find is that I find this with a lot of yearly occasions actually like birthdays as well yeah and, and I suppose to grace lesser extent like Christmas and stuff mm. is that there's like I sort of build up such a kind of I get I get so uh scared of the kind of um build up of what it should be like right that i just end up like not doing anything oh okay <laughs> so right I'm just like oh we could do this we could do that and i'm like oh but you know it's stressful and i'm tired let's not do anything <laughs> okay <laughs> so right just, like, oh my gosh okay yeah. so um so yeah so i think i think it's something like i like the idea of it but when it comes to it the execution the execution is is like not ever doesn't quite live up to the idea right yeah i see what you mean and maybe it is because it's like this once a year thing right like if it was just something that just happened spontaneously or if it was like maybe like more frequent mm. um it wouldn't have such kind of i don't want to say pressure exactly but it wouldn't have such kind of um it wouldn't have built up such an idea about what it could be mm. and so then so then maybe you would just do some do it because i mean you know, have like love we'll like lovely dates and do lovely things but they don't ever coincide with like an anniversary. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love I love an anniversary. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's an excuse to go out for a nice dinner. Uh, we don't yeah. tend to make a huge deal of it. Because um, we are married now, um, I uh, we, we tend to go down the traditional gift route. I love that. Because it's just quite really fun. And it's yeah. a bit of a challenge to sort of find each other a gift yeah. that's sort of appropriate and mm-hmm. fits the thing. This year was the first year we failed. <laughs> Um, so we both bought each other things and we both hated the thing that we bought each that other, so which is, well, that we received from each other, I mean. So, yeah, and, yeah. and actually, I think both of us were really struggling because it was linen, because it was fourth, yeah. fourth year. Um, and neither of us really like linen, linen that much. <laughs> I, um, I, like a, I like a linen shirt now and again, but we were trying to be a bit more interesting and also picking out, I think with, with things like that, it can be quite personal and quite mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. particular. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I couldn't find anything, anything at all. And I, I, went, I eventually went into to Cos and um, found this little linen, like tunic shirt yeah. type thing. And he couldn't stand it. And then um, he bought me a pair of linen shorts, which yeah. didn't fit. So, um, and I wasn't even that into. So he, we had, he sent them back and I... Um, ADHD forgot about it for about oh, a month, of course, yeah. and then of course you can't take it back after a month. So I now have this tunic shirt at home that I that my husband won't wear mm-hmm. and I won't wear, <laughs> or I don't really want to. And I feel like I just need to wear it at least two or three times oh so I get some sort of worth out of it at some point. Maybe okay. I'll use it as a hair dye shirt or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or you could sell it on Vinted. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. give yeah. it a try. Give I it know. a try. Yeah, get some money back. <laughs> but that is in in some ways that's quite like a sweet story that you both 
you both failed and yeah, something the other exactly. one and the previous years you've done like really nice things yeah. that is something i do love about the concept of anniversaries is the is the themed yes is the, is the themes um and like because we didn't start off doing it it feels i don't know there's no reason why i shouldn't but it feels weird to start doing it now mm. but if we ever got married i would definitely i would definitely be like we need to do this it's really I fun really, i really, I really recommend it, it. Yeah. Um, i saw someone on um, instagram actually someone i follow mm-hmm. um she's um she's childless and child free mm-hmm. and she's like a sort of uh, she does these very very straight faced kind of <laughs> Uh, darkly comic kind of things where she's like, I'm this is I'm enjoying a cup of coffee and a book and sitting on my sitting in my garden. I couldn't and I can't. I'm just enjoying the fact that I I don't have children screaming around <laughs> me. This is really funny. Yeah. And anyway, so she's been she's been married to her partner for a while, yeah. and um, she was showing all the gifts that they she'd got mm-hmm. her partner, and they're all amazing what well, they got each other. Yeah, they're all so inventive and so amazing. Mm-hmm. I just I kind of really feel the need to live up to that. I love that. So I think um, um, my husband and I still have this um, goal set. I mean, um, our anniversary was two months ago now, mm-hmm. but we still are sort of saying no, we're gonna we're gonna give each other another month and try and try and redo. Oh, see so that we have something that's nice. Yeah, every year because we I, have done yeah. really well on previous. Yeah. No, I like that. And I think that's the thing as well is actually maybe that if there's not so much pressure on the actual like day, exactly, you can still do something around the time and exactly. it can still be like a special celebration. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, what's your bird? Well, it's today's Yellow Pages of Yearning and I've just picked Yearning. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> not Yellow Pages. It felt appropriate. Not Yellow, not Yellow or Yellow Pages, <laughs> no. Um, I picked Yearning because yeah. um, there's a few things. I feel like sort of a stage of life at the moment where this whole year has been a little bit of a sort of stuck in the mud um, mm-hmm. game for me where it's like, where's the next thing? And I'm sort of yearning to move on, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also yearning because there's um, lost a couple of friends recently yeah. and um, that sort of feeling that sort of slight melancholy of loss and um, wanting to sort of see them and speak to them. And obviously I can't um, ever again, which is like a really weird, uh, weird permanent thought um, yeah. yeah, to have. But anyway, I mean, other than that, it, just life this year in general has been very like, why is this not happening? Why is mm-hmm. this next thing not, move- why are we not moving on to the next? I don't want more of last year or, you know, more of the previous bit. I'm wanting to get into the next phase of life and um so there's been a bit of that so it's it's not it's not necessarily a bad emotion it's just it's a bit of frustration and it's that sort of it's motivating me to kind of to to actually and 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 i would say actually the 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 recent grief and stuff like that is also motivating me Mm -hmm. because of the people that that um that we well we both knew we both lost and because of them their personalities and their nature you know, one of them was very much like seizing life by every, you know, every angle, being really true to herself and yeah. everything. And um, the other one, um, you know, very, very tragic and very sudden. And um, uh, also, I think, living a, 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 quite a lot of life that we Absolutely. didn't know about. So there's there's this whole um, thing of like, well, why am I not? Why yeah. am I? Why am I not being as true to myself as I could be? And yeah. why am I trying to do all these things? like have this kind of job that I don't really care about that yeah, I'm yeah. sort of doing because it gives me a safe, you know, it's a salary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no reason to, anyway, I'm going far, far too into like, I'm going way into no, depth there. No, but, not at all. No, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, just the interest, just the sort of point of like using it as a motivation and like yearning as a kind of word for like, I'm longing for the next, I'm longing for, and I'm, I'm longing for my friends as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, th- I think, there is obviously yes, there is the the kind of melancholy associated with yearning mm. and and like missing missing people and and I suppose missing 
life that you think you could have or whatever. Yeah. But I, it's it's a very interesting point, I think, as well, that I, I a lot of times I think where I've been very productive and, like, pushed myself onto, like, another bit of my life or mm. pushed myself to do a challenge or something has actually been, not in the immediate aftermath, because there's obviously, like, shock and, mm. and grief and, and just, like, the immediate pain and shock, mm. but in the kind of later aftermath of, like a breakup or a, a death of someone close. And I think you're right. I think, yes, there's melancholy and there's sadness, but there is actually a weirdly a kind of motivation and yearning as well, mm. um, which I, that, I think that's, I wouldn't have thought about that, but you've, I think you've hit on something quite, quite valid. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we, it's time to get on with the show. Yes. So here we go. Welcome to series two of an A to Z of Sex with Men, where I, Raphael, and I, Jacinta, tease out the tremendous from the trivial, unzip the uniform to find the individual beneath, vindicate the vicarious and the voracious, wash away the wickedness of societal shame, x-ray the extremities of sexual desire, yank, tug, poke, and tickle at erotic subculture. And zero in on our traumas and triumphs. <laughs> Every time we Very go through good. that, it sounds That's good. So good. <laughs> more and more fun. Uh, so uh, it's time to talk a little bit about what this week's letter is all about. Yes. Uh, and this week, why is for? Why is for youth. So there are different ways. Just did a very posh youth, and youth, I, I know I went the opposite way. Youth, youth, <laughs> youth in, in, in me, youth, in me youth, yeah, youth. Right. Uh, yes, um, and so uh, we'll watch today's um, youth. Well, the trailer the for today's trailer, yes, themed film, yes, which is everybody is talking about Jamie. Everybody, <laughs> just simply everyone. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, film, 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 corner. Right, well, we've just watched the trailer for Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Yes. Is it everybody or everyone? I know, <laughs> I know I you do. Oh, that's why I paused. I was actually I was like, thinking oh, that. It's everybody. It everybody, is everybody. You're right. Yeah, everybody's good. Okay. Talking about Jamie. I think it's because I typed into like Google search when I was trailing, yeah. uh, looking for the trailer. Um, everyone's talking about Jamie, and it obviously came up with the right, um, the right thing. The right thing. So I was just like, oh, this is. Okay. It's, it's just one of those words. It's like, it essentially means the same thing. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so thoughts? Yeah, um, I obviously loved it mm-hmm. um, as a trailer. Um, it's very highs and lowsy as yeah. a trailer. Yeah, um, you see all of the kind of uh, the transphobic dad yeah. and um, the very supportive mum, yeah. which is this very sort of trans film trope uh, okay, world. Yeah, but no. I mean, it's real. I mean, it, yeah, these things, it, you know, it? you yeah. know, it's quite it's quite realistic, I suppose. Um, although, arguably, like in some certainly in some families i think it's the other way around and yeah. obviously some people get both of one and none oh, of the other none of the other yeah yeah um yeah anyway so apart from that um obviously uh it's the tale of a a boy who wants to be a drag queen yes. um and uh some jokes in it about owning more dresses than his <laughs> female, his female friend. uh, school friends yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you um, think yeah so basically so i i actually saw it in the west end and i think because it was such it was it was so it was so sort of exuberant and the ending was so lovely and and I think I just forgot about all the really mean bits so now I'm worried about those. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, that happened too. Right. Because yeah. the whole point is he is like fighting to be able to, you know, be who he is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So 
yeah but but it also like the, the musical numbers and the acting and everything looks really good and i'm excited to i'm excited to see it again yeah yeah and and they're and yeah they're all really young because they're at high school so it's very appropriate for mm. for for episode youth exactly episode youth mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. Uh, we've all had our, our episode youths have come to a close in this uh in this life yeah we're not uh, episode youth, we're not youth but they are, they are though <laughs> well maybe the um, actors aren't but the characters yeah. are yeah i'm interested to see if what if any relationships uh he slash they has in yeah. the uh film as well slash Obviously, you've seen the musical, so I don't yeah. know what happens because I've not seen either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, I, it was a while ago, and there are ones that stand out to me. Like, for instance, I can't really remember what happens with the dad. Like, I can't remember if there's any mm. sort of resolution with that, mm-hmm. or if the dad's just a dick the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I forgot how mean the teacher was, and I'm trying to remember if the teacher <laughs> gets better. I don't know. Okay. So yeah. there's things like, yeah, it's like, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm interested having seen it, and then having you know grown and learnt more in the last few years what mm. i think of it now yeah now you know and also of course yeah. the schoolmates who were quite with the bullying him as yes, well yes exactly so. that that's probably the key relationship i remember yeah. is the is the bully right so okay see okay. what happens with that interesting oh excited okay yeah. well we'll find out okay I'll let you know yeah <laughs> so um that's going to be a really exciting film to watch, uh, yes. but uh, it's time to talk a little bit about the definition of our word. And of course, I think we all know what youth means, yeah. but we're young, focusing. It's young in it. It means <laughs> youth, right? Yeah. It means the youngins, um, the whippersnappers. Um, but uh, we're, we're talking specifically about um, sex where there is, I suppose, an age difference or sex from the perspective of people who are... Uh, well, young and young. Uh, young and young and youthful. Yeah, and I suppose that, that you know, there's uh, generally people who are young and having sex are exploring sex. They're at an early stage of their sexual discovery. So, yeah, which is which is yeah, the right way of putting it. I think yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so um, I'll talk a quick a little bit uh, quickly. That was a I'll talk a quick little bit. A quick little bit. That's what yes, I was please. <laughs> not trying to say uh, uh, about uh, a survey that was done mm-hmm. in April, a couple of years ago, twenty twenty one, by the Higher Education Policy Institute. Uh, it was a, a rare survey about sex in the UK, uh, which was very exciting. Mm-hmm. So just over a thousand undergrads uh, were surveyed across the United Kingdom. Um, and uh, these are some of the, the facts that they found, uh, which I think is some of these some of these are quite fascinating. Yeah. I'll just summarise. So undergraduate students enter higher education with a range of prior experiences. That's no surprise to anyone. Um, <laughs> just under half have never, have never had sex before they come to university, which I think is probably not too surprising. Um, about a quarter said yeah. they hadn't intimately kissed anyone and 18% were in a long distance relationship. How many hadn't kissed anyone? A quarter. Because because I, I when I was when I I first kissed someone at seventeen and I remember feeling like so I was like oh my god I'm like the last part I'm like the oldest I thought that too yeah, yeah. I, I was seventeen as well yeah. I, I, I I yeah it's funny isn't it I I don't think um I mean a quarter it means obviously yeah probably so they would be eighteen eighteen yeah. eighteen to eighteen and a half roughly starting um starting uni aren't you so um yeah I think it's quite interesting uh that obviously that means that most people because you're obviously at the mm-hmm. other end a quarter not half is it so yeah, yeah presumably 17 might be like the median age or yeah it might be and also i suppose it's just nice to know, actually because a quarter is still quite a large yeah big chunk. Yeah. chunk so it's just yeah it's like um 
Yeah, it's good some of those know. people probably are also may not even be interested in exactly in, in sex exactly. or romantic, asexual or yeah. romantic. Yeah, so. or they're just like, I'll, I'll kiss when I'm ready. I'll kiss when I'm ready. Yeah, so I'm bloody good and ready. All right, <laughs> wait, I'm ready. Just wait. Yeah, I really I like that. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. So just 6% of the respondents strongly agree, and a further 21% slightly agree, that the education that they'd received before entering higher education had prepared them for sex and relationships in higher education, and around one half of students disagreed. So that's quite striking uh, Mm -hmm. and suggests that our sex education is insufficient. Sex education continues to be not great. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I mean, really, it's, yeah, it's like one of the most important things, I think, sex education. Yeah. About half of students broadly agreed that the education they received at school provided them with, quote, a comprehensive understanding of sexual consent. Well, that's... Only half. Only half, yeah. Um, And another third um, disagreed, while the other sixth that's left over were were, were neutral. Right, okay. So I think that's pretty bad. It's um, pretty bad. It's particularly... We're talking about consent here, just asking people whether they can do something, yes and no. It's it's like it's it's interesting. I mean, it it is it is bad, but it's also like better than I'm sure it would have been. When it might we left be better school. than yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like that shows improvement, but also not enough. Indeed. Yeah. Um, a majority of students disagreed with the statement that they learned more about sex and relationships from school than they did searching online. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a total of fifty eight percent saying that they basically learned more yeah. online than they did yeah. at school. Which I think is completely right from from my memory of it. As as um, in like yeah that that's, but that's going that back a bit for tracks, me. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah um, okay. A slim overall majority of students think that relationships and sex education should be made compulsory at my university during the welcome period, mm-hmm. and a similar proportion say that all students should have to pass an assessment to show that they fully understand sexual consent before entering higher education. Mm-hmm. I think that is representative of feelings around how they how much understanding of sexual consent they had yeah, yeah. Um, from school. I yes. think it's not necessarily implying that the burden should lie with universities. I think what it means mm-hmm. is that it wasn't good enough before they yeah. got there. And now that's the time, that's what, that's the window that they have, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, finally, a mm-hmm. higher proportion of women, 47%, than men, 34%, say that they've had sex during their time as a student at university. Um, interestingly as well that even though there were a lower number of men than women i suppose it tracks then that the men would have had more sexual partners than the, than the, than the that women. does doesn't it that's kind of mathematically yeah. makes sense yeah that does, that uh, does. based on a, a heteronormative <laughs> understanding of the world and the fact that most yeah. people are heterosexual so yeah. um yes uh, or at least claim to be claim to be yeah. uh, <laughs> so yes yeah, so that's uh, that's it that's my little that's my highlights um and just i i so we both found the same survey i think yes. and there was one just kind of uh definitely adjacent to the learning more yeah. online but it said that one third of students say they have learned more about sex from pornography yes. than from formal education uh with 11 percent strongly agreeing and 24 percent slightly agreeing um which i thought was interesting because obviously pornography is is a, a subcategory of online yes and i'm sure some people have learned stuff from being like how do i mm. kiss and then yeah. it's like well you do this whereas pornography is just like watching a Watching, watching it happen. Yeah, yeah. watching it happen. And, yeah. and definitely, I, I mean, that completely tracks because I remember, um, I remember being so scared about doing a blowjob mm. or like being just, just having from like general kind of media and whatever that like 
blowjobs were these things that men loved and they mm. had to know mm. how to do a blowjob. Mm. So they simply like, had to. They simply had to. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I, I, how, like, how would I know? Yeah. So like searching, specifically like venturing into the world of porn sites to search mm. for people doing blowjobs to be like, well, let's watch a demonstration. Yeah. Um, and yeah, blowjobs was definitely not something I learned about at school. No, no, not at all. No, <laughs> no. no. Well, the only sex I learned about at school was for procreation purposes. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. you, you you thrust back and forth, and that that gives the that gives people pleasure, and uh, as a result, of, yes, and yeah. a, and as a result of that pleasure, there's a, an ejaculation, and and then the the egg is fertilized. That's sci- That was science. That was that was the only sex education I had at uh, um, uh, to school. Pretty sure there was like I'm sure there was a bit of there was there was SRE, there was sex and relationship right, education, yeah, yeah. but I don't remember it being. I mean, relationship education was more about being a good citizen and being a good friend. Yeah, and there was very little on, if anything, on on couples. There was definitely yeah. nothing about homosexuality or being gay at all. Polyamory? Are you joking? <laughs> no. I'd say something. You mentioned polyamory and we talked about it um, recently on mm-hmm. the podcast, actually. The, um, I think in episode W, mm-hmm. um, the, I, w- I was on the train back down from Edinburgh, mm-hmm. um, went to the Fringe recently, yeah. which was lovely. Um, actually sitting yeah, yeah. Uh, I was near also on you. that train. Um, I think, uh, actually, well, it might have been the train up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, there was a woman sitting um, to the left of me mm-hmm. and she had a book on polyamory no, there was a train i saw it I meant you to, saw it too I meant, to, I meant to point it out ah. to you but then i forgot about it yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. they were reading a book start. about polyamory yeah, yeah i loved yeah. that i thought that was, was great like, it was like um it was like navigating jealousy yes and correct or something like correct. that yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Exactly. no that was and i i feel that's really cool that yeah 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 i know but but where's all of this in you know navigating jealousy would be an amazing topic to teach in schools in any kind of in any in any relationship yeah for anything even in a friendship yeah absolutely completely yeah 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 huge thing big emotion Anyway, we've talked about it. Obviously, yeah, this is episode J for jealousy. Go back, go back, yeah, yeah, go back in time. And E for envy. And E for envy. We've done all of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, well, so that, that was that one. Um, I also had a look at Medical News Today. Such, uh, a, such a classic, a classic, classic source for us, yeah. In an article called, Age of First Sexual Experience Determines Relationship Outcomes Later in Life. Okay. So they have really snappy titles. Very, um, yes, they yeah, do. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this examined 1,659 pairs of same-sex siblings who were studied from around the ages of 16 to 29, so adolescence to young adulthood. They were put into three categories um, based on the timing they first participated in sexual intercourse. Okay. So there was early, which was younger than 15, mm-hmm. on time. God! <laughs> This is really already quite triggering as a series of categories. Yeah, on time, which is ages 15 to 19, and late, which is older than 19. So wow, okay. If you had sex older than 19, you're late. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> no, that's not, yeah. For the first time. For the first time, yeah. 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 Um, yes, if you had intercourse specifically. Um, so their discoveries from this survey uh, were that Later involvement in sexual activity was linked to higher attainment of goals educationally, as well as more income during adult years. Interesting. Which was quite interesting. Um, but later but later involvement also resulted in lower chances of marriage. And uh, the people who had intercourse later um, did not have as many romantic partners during adulthood as the early and on-time groups. Gosh. 
uh, which it's is, a mixed picture, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's quite interesting. But I, I, I mean, the thing of like, if you have sex later, you or have intercourse later, you you um you att- have higher attainment in education. I mean, does kind of track because yeah. like, if you're not if you're not being distracted by like a re- a relationship, then you can focus more on education. Yeah. But then the thing about having fewer romantic partners in adulthood was then quite surprising to me and maybe there's assumption that you just kind of meet someone when you're older and you're like oh I like this person maybe when you're younger you just like I just I don't know I just found that a bit I found that bit kind of surprising almost Mm, mm. because I can I can also understand the thing of like having intercourse when you're quite young and then being like and then sort of dating for years and then getting married and so if anything I would have expected people who had sex younger to have fewer romantic partners i don't know i don't know that that's i know i think i don't know actually i i think so i was i would have been in the on time category I yes think. um yeah me too yeah bang on time, yeah. Bang on time. <laughs> yeah, no. hey bang on time bang literally on we banged time. on time hey. <laughs> <laughs> love that so stupid <laughs> but yeah the um so i just i'm interested because um i think i know people who had sex when they were younger mm-hmm. than me and they were i think if anything that sort of meant that they their sort of proclivity towards having lots mm-hmm. of sex was was there because they had it yeah that's true whereas yeah, when yeah. you had sex later yeah i think it's also a sign that you know you're as it said you you kind of were more focused on your studies and i yeah. remember that because i didn't have so well i suppose i well it's interesting isn't it because if i if i talked about having my first sex with a woman mm-hmm. that was when i was 17 yeah but my first sex with a man mm-hmm. wasn't until i was 22 mm-hmm. so that would have made me late yeah um and for that reason i didn't have a lot of sex at university in fact i barely had any sex yeah, at university yeah. at all um i think i did for the first three years um and i only had sex before no 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 that's a lie i had sex in my second year mm-hmm. um but only once, mm-hmm. and I only had sex once before university at all, as yeah. well. So two times, and then then the male ex- male male experience when I was twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I was very focused on my studies. Yeah, and I did I did do really well at uni, and I. Mm. Um, um, but then also probably I would say that I then became quite um, well quite flirty and promiscuous and promiscuous. had lots of had lots of sexual partners after that because yeah. it was a, my journey is different and I, I do wonder about yeah. the again things like the heteronormativity of the sample yeah um you don't know whether they what did they ask does it say anything about the whether they asked the specifically like sense. straight students or question yeah because i definitely felt like so i mean i suppose i was in the on-time category mm. but i feel like after the first time i had sexual intercourse i was like right i know what i'm doing now bring yeah. it on yeah. um as opposed to yeah i don't know i feel like it's kind of released something mm-hmm. and then i was like okay let's let's do lots of it with lots of different people yeah okay now i've, I've sampled a good a good <laughs> experience a good sample right. <laughs> but um but yeah i don't yeah so that's interesting um the other thing um i looked at something in the gut gutmacher Institute, oh, yeah. Institute. Uh, being sexual intercourse and the age difference between adolescent females and their romantic partners. Um, okay. And I was Quite interested specific. in this. <laughs> I was interested in this because that kind of uh, reflects, my, well, I thought it might reflect my own experience because um, my early sexual experiences were with men quite a lot older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... <laughs> 
But then it said, oh, uh, adoles- female adolescents having sex with people six years older than them. And I was like, that's not that much shorter. <laughs> anyway. No, it's not. I don't no. think so. But yeah. I suppose when you're, when, when you're young, I mean, it's a bigger age gap then. But um, anyway, what it was basically saying was that um, female adolescents in relationships with people older than them have higher odds of having intercourse with them. Um, which, I mean, does track. But... Um, Adolescents with sexual partner with a sexual partner more than two years older than them are less likely to use condoms, which actually has always just surprised me because yeah. I would have thought that I, I would have thought that if you were having sex with people who were older, they might be more um, they might be have higher expectations of having sex having sexual intercourse, but also have more knowledge of safe sex. So mm. I don't know. So I was surprised about that and disappointed, um, and. 15 to 17-year-old females are 33% less likely to use contraceptives if they're in a a relationship with an older person um, than those in in relationships with people of similar age. But the age difference has little effect on females over 18. Oh, okay. So some of that, I think, can be put down to just sort of being young and not knowing everything about it. Um, but again, it was only people six years old, two to six years older than them, and I was like, I want to know about female adolescents having relationships with people twenty nine years older than them. Mm. <laughs> what does that? How does that affect it? Yeah. Um, and then finally, I had a look at um, an article on ncsby.org um, called "Normative Sexual Behavior," and this was about normative sexual behavior between children, mm-hmm. which I thought was important to look at because obviously. That's where it starts. Yeah. And if you're not taught and if you're not like, if you're shamed about your own like sexual feelings as a child, then that's when problems can then develop yes. in later life. Yeah. Um, so uh, this was saying that normative sexual behavior, so sexual behavior you don't have to worry about, um, it will occur spontaneously and intermittently. Um, it's not the sole focus of children's play. Um, the interest in sex play is balanced by other interests and activities. Mm-hmm. It involves children who are willing to engage in or are generally light-hearted and playful. It's agreed upon, that is, no child is objecting to the behaviour. Um, it does not cause any of the children's strong, uncomfortable feelings, such as anger, shame, fear or anxiety. It's not coercive and um, it often decreases with appropriate caregiver intervention when the child receives nurturing instructions to stop the behaviours. Um then it says it, it uh, occurs among children of similar age and ability who know and play with each other rather than between new acquaintances or strangers. It often occurs between children of the same gender and can include siblings. Mm-hmm. It's a common occurrence in childhood. And um, among preschool aged children, it may include showing private parts to each other, to other children, and touching other children's private parts in an exploratory way. Mm-hmm. And it was really good because I think that often when adults see children engaging in like se- sexual play like that, they like can really freak out and yeah. be like, don't do that. Nah. And then it can just give the child a complex. Shame. So like, yeah, shame so you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually it's the thing of like, we, I think we're putting our own adult views of like mm. touching someone's genitals onto them yeah. because they don't actually have the kind of actual sexual arousal at that point. Yeah. So they're like, oh, 
that's interesting that yours looks like that. Yeah. Let's like learn about it. Yeah. So, and, and I, I specifically had a, um, I might have mentioned this before, but I specifically had an experience when I was working at a school and the year ones were playing like this kissing game and they would run around and catch each other and kiss yes. each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like on the I remember the doing that when I was like seven, six. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And obviously, they obviously found it really exciting. Like it was yeah. obviously like arousing them in a, in a sort of, Stimulate. Yeah, they were it was, stimulated. It was fun. It yeah, was it's, fun. it's sort of yeah. It's thr- it's thrilling. It's sort of thrilling. Yeah. That's the word exactly. Yeah. Um. And I and I was like, I'm around. I would like watch them, and I would sometimes I'd check as someone would like jump on each other, and, like mm. hold each other down. And I'd be like, careful, like are yeah, you okay? yeah. And then this girl who was being held down was like, I like it. Like I like them doing it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is obviously all consensual in their own like child way and I and I was like you know just if you feel uncomfortable with it just make sure you yeah you like say and you know whatever um and then basically other teachers saw saw it and then they had some one of the teachers gave this whole talking class about how they weren't allowed to play the kissing game anymore and it was just like it wasn't actually harmful so now we've just told them they can't play something and yeah and now they don't know why and they don't know why Mm. So I was like, I think that's that's probably more da- that's more damaging yes, than letting yeah. them play the kissing game. Yeah, so. I think so too. Anyway, so anyway, I just wanted okay. to. I just thought it's good that there's no, some advice yeah. about that out there. Um, I wanted to do. Um, I did a little bit more research. Just wanted to share a bit more on um, uh, losing one's virginity uh, at the average age and a bit just yes. comparing that because we just started talking about it a little bit. But I just wanted mm-hmm, to kind mm-hmm. of hone in. So um, again, there's a bit of uh, information about the UK specifically. So um, apparently in, 19, in the 1950s, the average age to lose your virginity was 22. Um, and in 1980, it had gone down to 20. So right. it had gone down by two years. Uh, do you know what it is now? 15. No. <laughs> 18. Uh, 18. 18.3, 18. yes. Um, so the average age, can you guess whether it's... Um, uh, women or men that lose their virginity younger? Women. It is, yes. Mm-hmm. Only slightly. Um, okay. That it's, it's literally literally a hair beneath 18.3 and a hair above for, for, for men. Okay. Um, and, and the reason is because uh, women often have older yeah. partners yeah. Uh, compared to men. That's yeah. a, a more sort of standard trend. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just interestingly, globally, the average age to lose your virginity currently is 19. So we're a little bit... Okay. Uh, young yeah in brazil people are the youngest at 17.3 okay um, and in india malaysia and vietnam people are considerably older uh-huh. when they lose their it's still between 22 and 24 okay um yeah. then i wanted to look a little bit about sexuality mm-hmm. so um this is from uh, drred.com uh, mm-hmm. who asked a thousand people thousand seems to be the number to do sexual surveys it seems these days <laughs> yes uh, of different ages genders and sexualities about their first time okay um and then the current new research has revealed that um homosexual people gay people on average have sex for the first time at 17.9 years of age this is globally this is not okay. just UK. um for heterosexual people it's younger, so right. um, it falls to seventeen point six. Oh, that's so. Interesting. Okay. Yes, so this is this is very recent. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I'm trying to find the date, uh, twenty eighteen. Oh, um, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, wow. So, uh, so um, yeah, so there is a difference, and it, I think as we were talking before, I think that whole um, the the sort of slightly. Uh, that we're a bit shamed and we're a bit sort of mm-hmm. confused about mm-hmm. our um, sexual identities. It still has an impact. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably if you'd gone back in time, it might have been a wider gap. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a relatively narrow gap now. Um, 
interestingly as well uh the just just as we're hearing on the topic of youth mm-hmm. um the um there is obviously we all have a sexual awakening uh, when we're in our teens mm-hmm. and, and slightly and, and younger, younger depending on or. depending on individual <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. individual um uh factors yeah. who knows <laughs> and um the the survey defined the uh, the um this is the sudden realization of sexual feelings and urges uh, aka sexual awakening mm-hmm. for um for heterosexuals that was 15 years I old apparently um, the sudden actual not the not the romantic stuff not the kissy yeah, yeah, kissy yeah, yeah. game kind of stuff but <laughs> yeah. the but the i want to put my thing and your thing yeah, uh, yeah. thing and i want i yeah. it feels good and maybe you, you start masturbating that kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. 15 right um for uh, gay people for mm. queer people it's 13.8 so it's quite a lot younger oh that's interesting okay. yeah, wow. yeah yeah quite yeah. a lot younger interesting okay. um so anyway just that's that concludes the research portion of our episode yeah wonderful um, but some very interesting facts there yeah um, um just and then this is sort of not quite facts but this is just a um a uh sort of, i think a personal website or blog mm-hmm. uh called pratisandy.com um so this person has just done a little section on what they wish was offered to them in their teenage years, oh, which I thought was quite interesting. And this is from a, a queer, um, specifically, I think, a bisexual perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said, a safe space to express myself and open up about what it was that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Empathy and acceptance from the people around me. Mm-hmm. Exposure to role models and people that were diverse and champions in the area, area of gender identity and sexuality. Yeah. Which I think is a a really good point like yeah uh, and gender neutral vocabulary in classrooms and friend circles yes i think it's also really important i think classrooms need to really get on that yeah um and the encouragement to unlearn the conditioning and question all societal constructs so it's just an interesting perspective from someone yeah. who's obviously written about it online i completely agree yeah um, it's a it's a daily debate i have these days with people um, yeah. who who can't quite accept things or don't understand um why i refer to myself as they them or why mm-hmm. um why I sort of feel the need to um, talk about gender and sex in a, in a slightly different way to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, and, and these are all constructs that we we have to pull apart before we can build new ones. Exactly. And if it's if it's talked about and normalised, and the right language is used in the classroom, indeed, then it will just be normal in adulthood. Yes. So. This episode is going to be extremely long, so I think we should move Sorry. on. <laughs> move um, on. <laughs> so my word when I thought of youth was uh, inexperienced. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean that in with all the love in the world, we've all, we've <laughs> yeah. all been there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, sex with with younger people um, can be, uh, if you, if you are from now from my more experienced perspective, <laughs> yeah, through sort of through a different lens. And I do remember being young as well and just fumbling around and getting things a bit wrong. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's not it's not always the best sex, and I think uh, we all put. We all hang our hats so much when we're young on having good, having making sure the sex is good and being really embarrassed when it's not. And mm-hmm. then, you know, that causes a lot of conflict, a lot of mm-hmm. trouble. And I've, I've been in that situation. You, you probably heard me talk about it on the podcast before my first time uh, yeah. with a woman. So, um, yeah, any inexperience would be my my word, I'd say. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can't have experience until you've had it. So. No, exactly. It's like, it's like that whole thing of you can't have the job until you've got experience, but you can't yeah. get experience without having the job. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. That, it's a bit like that when That's you're it. with sex it. as well. It's the yeah. sort of vicious cycle until yeah. you just have to just somehow do it. Yeah. Exactly. Insexperienced. Insexperienced. And a lot of it is kind of like learn on the job, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, there is learn on the blowjob. Learn on the blowjob. 
<laughs> Hashtag run on the blowjob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, there is only so much you can learn from like reading and watching. Definitely. And, you know, yeah. Um, okay, yes, that was a good word. What about yours? So, yeah, mine was, okay, so mine was discovery. Oh. Um, and coming from a, a similar perspective, actually, mm. um, it's like everything is new. Yeah. So everything you, you do sexually is learn discovering a new thing about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be like, you know, actually, yeah, like literally how to do a hand job or um, what you like sexually or learning a kink that you didn't realise you had yeah. um, or... Uh, you know, learning that something you felt ashamed about was actually very normal and fine. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I just think that there's something, there's obviously something, I mean, the other word I sort of wrote down was anxiety, because there was something very anxiety-inducing about doing all this stuff for the yeah. first time and learning this whole new world. Um, but also there can be something very, um, very exciting about mm. it and discovering that all that new stuff yeah. and new skills. Yeah, yeah, it's very is, is, is exciting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also a very positive spin on the on the on the same thing that I said, isn't it? Sort of, I gave yeah. you the sort of like oh, it's a bit of an experience. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you said yes, but it's discovery. Yeah, it's discovery. <laughs> it's learning. learning. It's education. It's exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true, though. Very true. I know. Yeah, yeah they're, they're two. They're two spins. Two, on the two same sides thing. of a coin. Two sides yeah, of coin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, um, excellent. Is there a story? Oh well, question of the audience. Oh, question of the audience. Mm. Let's forget that. Oh, well, here we go. So, dear Jacinta and Raphael. My first sexual partner and I just split up and it was really malicious. He broke my heart, but worse, he started telling everyone about the sex we had and everyone I know won't stop looking at me and talking about me. I'm in my third year at university and most people I know have already had sex, some before, ev- some even before uni, and he's telling everyone that I'm useless. Maybe I wasn't great, but he was my first partner and he didn't tell me I was bad when we were in bed. I'm so confused. What can I do? Please help. And that's from Aretha from Giggleswick in North Yorkshire. I know people who went to Giggleswick School. Do you? So maybe I know. Wow. No, everything be after my time. Uh, um, okay. That's really. <laughs> at least you had a fun time in Giggleswick. I'm yeah. Giggleswick. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh well. Look, I'm so sorry, Aretha. And first of all, um, please like try and stop thinking maybe I wasn't good because yeah. like it. That's like never the case. Like if you weren't compatible, or you weren't communicating properly about what each other wanted. That's like that's just that's just really normal, yeah. and that's just that's part of the the learning. And, that is. And is. for someone to say you weren't good is is horrible. And like, don't please try not to say that personally because yeah. it will not be a reflection on your on your talent talent talents <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing is, is what, yeah, I mean, like, what he's doing is really bad. Mm. And I, I I really, I think, like, the first thing to do would be to see um, what support the university offers, if there's, yeah. um, like, uh, counselling or, like, anywhere you can actually report it to. Yeah. I think as well, I mean, hopefully your friends will see this, but um, there's, uh, you know, if, if somebody is doing that, you know, that's obviously... It's obviously a really horrible thing to do, yeah. And so, hopefully, your friends will see through that um, event, if mm-hmm. you know, sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. uh, if not already. Mm-hmm. That you know, clearly, this, these are the actions of somebody who probably is just feeling a little bit embarrassed and ashamed of, of the events that happened themselves, yeah. And they're probably just out, lashing out yeah. and using you as an excuse for, you know, for their slightly maybe maybe damaged. Um, was it was it a man you were having sex with? Um, yes, it was. He, yeah. Said he. Um, so maybe lashing out his sort of damaged masculinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or wo- wounded, licking wounds, as it were. Yeah. 
Which which doesn't excuse no, it. No, it doesn't. It, but it does give maybe it, a rationale. It's a reason a rather reason, than yeah. an excuse. Yeah. And yeah. and actually, I mean, obviously, like you obviously need support, but actually, like you're saying, perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps this guy needs support or guidance in yeah. how to to manage how to react. How when... to react? Yeah, yeah. And so, actually, if you can talk to someone and and or report it and say who it is, perhaps then that could yeah. enable allow yeah. someone to reach out to him to actually guide him with how yeah. to handle it. Yeah, I would say as well that it's it's a relative. It's a pretty childish response to to behave that way. Yeah. And if someone is reacting childishly like that, then they're not ready to have sex with you. Yeah. So yeah, you know, also just take that. I think take that on board that you know look out for those signs of somebody who's not mature yeah. enough yeah um, and actually um that's that's your own that's your own sort of weapon in this argument as well i suppose yeah. in that you're you know you, you can say to you this is not it's not very mature that he's saying these things is it yeah um, exactly and you know exactly. um everyone yeah. everyone will stop looking at you don't worry there's that these things are sensational and they they die quite quickly, quite quickly thankfully. Yeah. yeah. The next sensation will, the next pop, sensation up. will yeah, pop up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But definitely, um, definitely, I would recommend seeing what the resources the university offer because yeah. universities are actually quite good for that if you if you know what place to go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and wish you luck with it. And yeah, you're, you sound like a great person. Yeah, and also don't forget, you also mentioned that most people you know have already had sex. They're probably lying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. We've just true. told you the statistics. Yeah. Um, and also. Um, uh, the the whole idea that everyone won't look won't stop looking at you and talking about you, I mean it's, it's it really isn't something that I, I would I just try to ignore it as best as you can and and yeah. and sort of seek some seek some support from people who who are there yeah because I'm hoping that you have um, a couple of friends maybe friends who aren't that your go, don't go to your uni from from before yeah. um, your family talk, mm-hmm. whoever you feel comfortable talking to yeah. Um, um, because uh, I know when I get into these situations as well, yeah. it's easy to sort of tar everyone with a brush, yeah. and you, you're you're seeing things that aren't necessarily happening. So you might think that everyone's looking at you and talking about you, but yeah. maybe maybe they just happen to look in your direction when you were looking at them, and you you re- you've read something into it. So yeah, um, don't don't sort of take that at face value. Just sort of think, yeah. you know, maybe it's not everyone. It's just it's a handful of people. Mm-hmm. It's they're, they're being just as immature as he is. Mm-hmm sort of yeah just um as i say it will pass yeah exactly exactly yeah okay good luck with it yeah good luck story time story time okay uh what's your story oh okay Um, (laughs) i've got two two quick ones and so the first one um is uh a recent one so i've basically done two perspectives one as me being the young one and one as me having sex with someone oh, okay. now I having like been I now like having that. falling into the slightly more older category oh. i'm not old but i'm older yeah, when, um, you, when you tick the boxes on oh the god yeah, you move up you move up the list and i'm done no this is bad yeah. one more step towards towards wrinkles and and gray hair um anyway nothing wrong with wrinkles and gray hair keep dying absolutely exactly and i've bleached my hair now anyway i've actually got i bought some gray hair dye speaking of that Cute. so literally i'm not afraid of gray hair i'm gonna go all in all out there at some go. point i love that anyway mm-hmm. so um first firstly, firstly when um from the older perspective i think mm-hmm. actually um so uh this was uh it was an italian actually the two the italy is another theme i think it's because i spent a lot of time there mm-hmm. um before i met my husband mm-hmm. um and uh and also there are quite a lot of italians in london uh, so it's one of those <laughs> things um yeah. so um so uh, yes, uh, very recently um, having sex with an Italian uh, guy who mm-hmm. was uh, who was about twenty, mm-hmm. 
uh, and, and having a threesome with him and another guy who was older than me. Um, and just remembering how uninhibited the Italian 20 year old was. Yeah. Um, and me thinking about if I had been 20, back when I was 20 mm-hmm. even, I would never have, I mean, I did have a, I did have a threesome actually when I was 20, but it was with two women. Yeah. Um, but I was very inhibited. <laughs> yes. I didn't know what I was doing and I was very scared of it. Yeah. Um, whereas he'd obviously had a bit of experience already mm-hmm. and um, obviously had a great body because he was 20. <laughs> and um, that's not a guarantee, is it? No, but I mean, no. yeah, he did, he did. And, um, and just sort of thinking, you know, wow, you, you you're really confident you're you're mm-hmm. how dare you yeah. <laughs> a little bit yeah. um because i suppose with youth i mean if you it can go in a couple of directions can't it either mm-hmm. you get a lot of experience you can be quite confident and you can um you can handle yourself in sexual sexual situations mm-hmm. or or not yeah, um, yeah. and I, I very much felt like i didn't have that that sort of i wasn't armed um at that age so it made me feel quite envious of, of his um ability to, to sort of take all of this sort of stuff in his stride as it were mm-hmm. and take a lot of cocks in his ass <laughs> what do you ever want to uh, say yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah um so it was it was um it was a really like nice experience yeah. um to sort of yeah to sort of see someone that young be like really open and yeah. confident no that's all. that's really nice i really like that yeah yeah, yeah. and then when i was the young one uh-huh. <clears throat> so when i was um uh, touring Italy, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually in the country of, uh, of yes, this guy's yeah. uh, origin. Uh, he would—I don't want to think about how old he would have been. Oh, no, uh, no, then no, that's no, just no, a dangerous no, road. No. Um, but anyway, so there was a much older guy that uh-huh. I, um, I slept with there. He was about fifty-five, I think, mm-hmm. and I was only in my twenties. Yeah. And um, anyway, he wanted to be the older. He wanted to be the sort of wise, kind of rich, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, provider you know the kind of daddy as it were yeah, like yeah. he was he wanted to show off he wanted yeah. to show off he wanted to show me off to people right so he right. took me out he took me out on um I, don't know, I suppose you would call it a date but it wasn't really I mean we um basically we we met we went to his room quite quickly because he was staying in a hotel um we fooled around a bit we didn't prop we didn't like finish mm-hmm. um I think he was just like I think also when it at the age that he was and with the kind of I think you feel a bit differently about sex at that point because you mm. things don't work in quite the same fl- sort of fluidity as yeah, it were as yeah. they do when they're young when you're younger so depending I think he on depending yeah. on the person again it's <laughs> yeah. individual your your mileage may vary as ever but um he um he t- he said well let's pause this for now and let's go out so mm. he took me out he took um he took me out to like cafes and he was literally showing me off to people oh, yeah. um and saying how like beautiful I was to people, and um, he uh, uh, he bought me drinks, and he sort of told me the history of the of different buildings that we weren't past and stuff like that, and then and then took me back and and uh, well fucked me basically, but but uh, showing his prowess in different ways I suppose, but um, it was interesting because he was very um, it for me it was interesting because I, I could feel that he was trying to impress me right, and it, yeah. it almost took away from it. I was like, you don't need to do that. Um, but yeah I remember being very um, feeling very virginal around him because I I, it was this was much earlier in my sexual exploration Mm -hmm, journey mm -hmm. Um, and I think I wanted to try having sex with someone who was a lot older than me because I knew that they would know what they were doing and they'd have the experience and they'd help me kind of um, explore my own body and Mm -hmm. and and so on Um, and he did to a degree but I think um, that the sort of he was he I think he was quite an arrogant person yeah and yeah. so um 
and he was he, he'd come across he'd come to that age with a load of confidence with a lot of money mm-hmm. with, with a kind of uh, experience of having had power mm-hmm. um and wasn't afraid to kind of use it yeah. and sort of have his sort of sway sort of swing his literally swing his dick <laughs> around um but you can you could see that in the way that he treated other people and I, I didn't find that that attractive right. either um but it's just from my perspective obviously i think it's interesting what that generation thought or at least what he thought he needed to do to sort of prove himself to me as a young person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah that's very interesting yeah, that's it. And I mean, the things like being sort of, you know, the kind of concept of like being seen on his arm and stuff. Like, mm. Was that something you enjoyed? I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did enjoy that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 it, it's a bit funny actually because I'm having lots of conversations at the moment around gender roles and mm-hmm. things with people, just as it comes up in conversation around partners and things like that, and um, the idea that you know, you to be someone's trophy or to be mm-hmm. someone's side piece and the, be the sort of accessory to their main life mm-hmm. it's a lot of people find really insulting um yeah. and i think if that were my only role yeah i would find it insulting too mm-hmm. um i think it's because it was a novel experience it was temporary it feels good it was like a day you yeah. know it felt yeah. good for the day to yeah. wear that to wear that hat and be like oh i'm i'm something i'm like i'm the shiny gold sort of bracelet yeah. on his wrist kind of thing you know yeah completely um, I don't, I, I, I completely get that. I, I really relate to that actually. Yeah. And, and it's, I, so it's, it's interesting, um, that you, that I think that you've had an experience with a much older man when you were mm. young. Um, I, I had a similar experience. Um, so, okay. Yeah. You're telling I'm, a story. Sorry? You're telling a story. Oh, is that okay? Well, no, 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 that's it. Here. I'm saying, are you, are you, are you, is this your story? This is my story. Okay. This so, is my story. I was just like, yeah. I love a segue. And I was <laughs> no, no, just, no, I was, I was. I'm enjoying it. Okay. So please continue. Love it. Love it. Yes, great. So, yeah, so I also have two stories, but I'm going to tell um, two stories about being the younger person. But mm. One being, okay, it, it will go, go yeah, yes, so, okay, sure. so, the first one is when I was, well, actually, well, when I was 18, mm-hmm. I had sexual intercourse with a man who was 47. Yeah. But, um, and he was the first person I, I had intercourse with. Mm. Um, but we had met when I was 17, and we'd, um, I'd given him a blowjob when we were 17. Yeah. When we were, <laughs> when we were, when you were, when we were and I the the reason we didn't have sexual intercourse then was because he was like, "You're seventeen, like I cannot be your first. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've I've gone through different stages of feelings about this because. And and this is okay. This is why we get very defensive or get annoyed about all the media coverage and all the kind of Facebook comments about being like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a predator. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, I wasn't okay. At 17 is a bit more sus, but at 18, I'm like, I was an adult. I was an adult, and I wasn't a very mature adult, mm. but I was an adult. And if people had been like to me, oh, you're too immature to be having like this guy's a predator because you're you're an immature you're not capable of making decisions for yourself i would have been deeply insulted Mm, mm. and i would have doubled down Mm. and actually to let someone navigate that relationship themselves i think is actually maybe the most important thing you can do yeah i I suppose there are careful ways like you can i suppose there are ways you can kind of say like do do you feel comfortable in this relationship can you express how you feel yeah but without saying the person you're sleeping with is a predator Mm. (laughs) anyway um when when we were when I was eighteen, I still haven't had intercourse with anyone. But I was like, 
I'm really desperate to have sex with you. So will you just have sex with me? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, we, so, um, so we did. And I think I just talked about this before. I said that like the actual, all of the sex was really bad because, mm. and, and this is where I do become a little more like, I think he was a bit of a predator because mm. he mainly had sex with like really young people. Right. So I just don't think he had very valuable experience because yeah. he had sex with inexperienced people. Yeah, you saying. couldn't tell him what they wanted and therefore... Right, so he'd never yeah. really learned what Never learned anything, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I do remember just being happy to be having sex. Mm. And I think there is an element of peer pressure in that and, and just kind of immediate pressure and being like, oh, everyone's had sex by the time of meeting, so I better be having it. But I don't ever remember, like, I don't feel, like, I don't ever remember feeling, like, upset that it happened. Mm. Like, and then when I did actually meet someone I really did, like, have emotional feelings for, I remember actually being, like, relieved that I'd got the sex out of the way so I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. didn't have to go through the anxiety of having sex with someone for the first time who I actually liked. Yeah. And I remember feeling very sort of pragmatic about this older guy and I never got upset if he slept with other people and I was just very much like we're just both kind of using each other for sex and, and we get on. So mm -hmm. that's fine. What I did feel like the relationship lacked was him like buying me things. Right, okay, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that is something that as a young certainly as a young person, yeah. part of my idea of, of being in a relationship with an older person was that they could like take care of you. Take a care bit. of you a bit. Which yeah. he couldn't because he, he was a poor comedian, like he was a touring comedian. Okay. Of course he couldn't. Like <laughs> yeah. I understand that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time yeah. I was like no. I was like, I think yeah, he bought yeah. me like a slice of pizza once and I was like, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. Um so um and then when I when I said I wanted to stop sleeping with him because I'd met someone I liked, then he got a bit nasty. So that then actually at that point I was like, Okay. You're not cool. But mm. up until that point, it was like the actual the actual having sexual intercourse with him, up until that point, I still don't have any issue with myself. Mm -hmm. So I I really take issue, issue with people. Some people would think I was a victim, but anyway, so... Um, <laughs> no, I was like, sure. I yeah, know. no, no, no. The... Anyway, there is obviously, like, there are lines there, and it's... it's yes. It's a, it's a grey area. It's, a gray it's not, area. A, not a line, is it? That's yeah, the problem, that's, I think. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. Um, but, so then, so, no, so lacking the kind of being, you know, spoiled um, by this man, mm -hmm. actually, uh, later in life, so in my like, late 20s, and, and still now, yep. I made friends with... A man who's much older than me he's in his 80s and what's really nice is it's like all the the kind of the, the kind of thing I sort of fantasized about being in a relationship with an older man without any sex yeah so, yeah. so it's really nice so we um you know we meet up every few months and we go for like a nice dinner mm -hmm. and he pays and we chat and we have a lovely time and we get really drunk and then and then like I go home and like he's been very clear that like he was like, I am attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And if I was younger, I would like relentlessly pursue you. <laughs> but I don't want to be a creepy old man. And I'm yeah. like, cool, I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we can just have a nice time. Yeah. Goodbye and things. You can have a slightly flirty conversation. Kind of right. Yeah. And I really, really, I do really like that. Mm. And I, I find it a very, like, I find it a very fulfilling relationship. And I, um, yeah. And, and I think I completely agree with you that every now and then mm. being someone's little little pretty young little person show, yeah, little show, show, show piece yeah yeah is 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 a nice feeling it's a nice feeling so, everyone likes to feel that they are attractive just just in the form that they're in yeah um without without other sort of 
without having to be funny or without having to be exactly, clever or whatever, exactly. anything else. Just just me as me. Yeah. Someone is proud of me as me. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about you because you're some 18-year-old kind of glossy pin-up magazine-esque mm-hmm. kind of beauty mm-hmm. or whether you don't consider yourself that but mm-hmm. you you know every person is beautiful and regardless of that some some the point is that somebody finds you beautiful and somebody wants to show you off to other yeah. people that's yeah. what that's the feeling i know and they like being seen in your company yeah. I mean, like, that's lovely yeah. and i think what's also nice about this this um friend i have now is that because i am obviously not a teenager anymore and i do remember kind of that thing of like oh i'm not like a teenager that old men find attractive anymore. Right. So it's actually, it's quite nice still being able to feel that feeling of being the sort of pretty young person. Yeah, the ingenue. <laughs> the ingenue, yeah. even yeah. though I'm not. I'm yeah. Not <laughs> Very much just genou. Yeah. Genoua, genoua before. Right. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, I, I totally love that. Love that exchange. Yeah, me too, me too. Well, it's, uh, it's time for our... Film. Film. <laughs> Film, 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 corner. So, what so, did you think of that? What did I think of Jamie? <laughs> um, the accents mm, were the best bit. The accents were literally the best part of the film, yeah, I have to say. Really good, really well delivered. Really well good, delivered. Good Definitely. Um, songs? Yeah, that's where it was lacking, which is that's for a musical good. film is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, God, I just, I don't know who did the... Um, I mean, the lyrics were not good, and the, as in the libretto kind of thing, and the music itself was really basic. I just didn't like it. I didn't like yeah, it. Didn't, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like, like it. it. No. Um, however, there were some good lines. There were some good lines, yeah. like locusts. Senior sit all the them senior citizens. They're like locusts, wasn't it? Something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that character was good. I liked so it. So Fran yeah. was her name? Ray. Ray, yeah. Ray. Where do we get Fran from? Fran. Um, Ray, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. She said something else, something about tits. What was it? No, that was when... So Jamie goes um, to the drag show. Um, yes. They got oh, the first gig, someone else, you're right. And yeah. then... Um, <laughs> and and they're like oh i can't go on you know i don't know yeah, anything yeah, yeah. and i haven't even got a, and they're like no no, no don't worry you can do this and, uh, yeah i'll do your makeup for you or yeah that, and, and then yeah the, the the um oh what's her name bianca or something uh yeah. was the drag name anyway played by richard e grant yes um it's like yeah yeah he's like i'll do your makeup do yeah, like, yeah and don't worry you can borrow some tits from tit box yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the tits out tit box which was nice and actually like that that was like very much okay that was actually one of my points i have about youth was that i thought there was a very good um so obviously we were talking a lot about youth as being like inexperience and discovery yeah um but I was, we saw talking about it as youth as kind of like a, a thing on its own. And actually what I thought that scene in particular and that film illustrated quite well was the older generation supporting yes. the youth. Yeah. And, and that thing of like having an, uh, obviously it's never going to be completely the same because you live in a different mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. but having an understanding of what this younger person is going through um, and using your, wisdom and experience not to just be like i know better than you yeah. but to actually uh build them up and support them and I, yeah. I thought that was quite um particularly as someone who's entering the the older side mm. of it I mean, i'm not a youth anymore was was quite nice to see and and how to you know be supportive to the youth yes yeah i agree yeah, yeah totally um i also thought that there was so there's a there's a, there's a tradition in, in drag culture of that mm. which i think is really nice mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what 
um, the sort of central message of the film in a sense um supports in the sense yeah. that there is there is um always a kind of uh, vanguard of people who've kind of been there before mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and there's that remember that's that sequence um where they sort of show him a uh, Richard E. Grant's character yeah. um, shows um, Jamie mm-hmm. a character. Uh, character, Jamie, Jamie the character. I'm getting tang- tangled in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Richard E. Grant's character shows Jamie mm-hmm. the character, <laughs> yeah. uh, the lead, um, a sort of like a VHS tape, yeah. and it becomes like a little montage of of Richard E. Grant's character's life, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, and it sort of talks. About, it may, may, mainly takes them through the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. and um, you know people dying and. It starts, you know, in a fairly happy place and, and all the kind of the journey of him becoming a drag queen and being mm-hmm. fabulous and bringing up other people as well in that in that tradition. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole point is that Jamie's now the, the new new yeah. wave yeah. Of, of drag coming back yeah. into, into popular um, yeah. consciousness. Exactly. But it's, it was really beautiful. I liked the, that sort of storyline. Um, it was really nice. It was. And um, actually, I, I sort of, I, I, again, it was, there's always this interesting debate about should they have cast... An, an actual professional drag performer to play that role but also Richard E. Grant was really good and, and delivered it yeah. very well I thought um, um, I, I don't know much about Richard E. Grant's past in terms of like yeah, back, backroom yeah. stages you know the sort of down bottom under, underneath the pub kind of yeah exactly yeah. I mean a lot of people a lot of actors do a bit of bit of drag a, yeah. bit, of, a bit of that that's no, so it's a really good point Panto yeah. as well there's a lot of there's a you know we've, got, we've got drag in UK culture naturally great traditional drag great yeah, tradition exactly, exactly. Yeah. and a lot of people sort of feel like drags are sort of weird thing but that's actually well hang on a minute how many times have you been to the Panto you know you must know so integral like to our culture going back it hundreds of years did you tell you the story when i used to teach um and uh my school uh i got brought into a a deputy head teacher's office Mm -hmm. and they said um they said to me that i uh needed to take pictures down from my professional acting website because i was in drag and it went against the uh the morals of the community yeah that's that yeah, that is yeah. blatant discrimination i know i know it was wild i um that's awful i literally went away completely shocked i didn't have anything to say in the meeting because i just couldn't open yeah. my mouth like a fish and then um i remember i complained to my um head of department about it yeah. and she told um my line manager who um obviously was really um well he was trying to sort of say with with isn't you know this isn't about you and it's like we still think it would just be in your best interests because oh you're the parents God. probably like freak out and stuff and we're probably just gonna I mean we'll they were like we'll but they didn't they didn't really say that they would stand by me no. or anything they just Mm-mm. kind of said you, you know you'll be facing a lot of this that, and, that. and I was just kind of like mm. and it was a little bit and it, it was just way too little and way too late and yeah. at that point I was literally just saying I had to say back to him you know this is this is I did sort of raise the points you know that this is um, this is British, actually. It's not. It's, yeah. This is, this, is, this is part of the teaching values is that we teach British values, and uh, this is a British value. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But anyway, never mind. God, that's awful. Yeah. And actually, another thing this film showed was how crappy. Oh my God. That teacher. I, I mean, that was that was that was like she was d- doing hate crimes. Like, she was. It was. She was really vile. shocking. Yeah. Like, I never mind fired. She needs to be fired well, she into, into, into the sea. In, invest criminal investigation because it's like well, I know she yeah. was like literally like she she um she pointedly ignored um homophobic abuse yeah. from other students. Yeah, she was home. She was homophobic abuse. She performed homophobic abuse mm. by um saying that 
Jamie wouldn't be allowed to come to the mm. the Leavers Ball in a dress, mm. and um, and framed it as like, oh, you're making it about you. She was very manipulative mm, as well. Exactly, she was. Yeah, horrific. Yeah, really horrible. But I mean, her song was quite good. Yeah, <laughs> her song was actually the only good song. Yeah, no. I think. Um, well, the first bit of it was mm, the mm. second half of it was rubbish. Oh, yeah, then it went on. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but the um, the the whole thing of um, of of like not homophobic abuse in schools going unreported mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. unhandled. Yeah, that's right. not not being handled properly mm-hmm. um, is really prevalent. I mean, I remember being a governor in a school mm-hmm. recently, and I mean, one of the kids like literally gave me homophobic from try that again homophobic abuse (laughs) it's hard to say and uh, the teacher just kind of like steered the child back to like his work but um it was a little bit yeah i was like well that's that's sort of at least one way to deal with it in the moment but like at some point that someone needs to take that child aside and like explain to them the ways of the world yeah um and whether yeah it's the follow-up yes, as well yeah 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 but the, no in the, in the film though um the that teacher if i'd had her i think i would have just um would have been even later coming out because it's just like yeah no really, seriously i don't know how jamie the character sort of manages to stand up to, in the face of that yeah because it's impressive it really is mm. it really is mm. and that that was something we were saying as well she was actually seeing jamie's confidence as yeah. such a young person yeah, yeah. was that and in the face yeah. of that was actually really that was cool to see i yes, thought it was. and and actually yeah. kind of showing um and i mean it would yeah it would be great if you if people could just be confident without the abuse but well indeed but being able to show people still being able to be confident was good yeah yeah the other thing speaking of support um that i found interesting mm-hmm. we talked about this and actually we mentioned it when we watched the trailer was that whole dynamic of the parents. Yeah. Um, so like, obviously you had the supportive mum who mm-hmm. was doing literally everything. She has a, a quite a moving song, um, although I wouldn't say it's a, the greatest, the, none of the songs are good, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's at least quite moving about yeah. how she sort of gives up her entire life for him. And she's literally, yeah. but it's because <clears throat> from her perspective, he's her light and life. And yeah. um, she lives through him. Um, he has a, he sort of has a bit of an emotional outburst mm-hmm. um, that triggers that song, which is to do with um, how she's been lying to him about the supportiveness of his father, yeah. um, who's really, frankly, regretted his existence mm-hmm. um, and wishes he had a proper son. Uh, in quotes, yeah, uh, rather than uh, rather than the one that he got. Um, so it was that, which is obviously horrendous. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of um, a lot of queer people recognise elements of that. Um, yeah. I think this is the thing like, we were saying when we were watching the trailer. Like um, sometimes it's that way around, sometimes it's the other way around, and the, the mother's the one who doesn't like the son, and mm-hmm. the, the father's there for them. Sometimes it's both are supportive, really, really supportive. Sometimes neither. Uh, both of them, mm-hmm. they get you know, children get kicked out of homes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was also going to say that my own experience is neither really. I mean, mm-hmm. my parents were both fairly neutral. I mean, if I were to sort of take a uh, guess i would say that my dad is, f- is a little bit more supportive on the supportive end my mum is a little bit on the don't like that end right um i think the don't like that from from parents of that generation particularly mm-hmm. comes not from um a lack of love but more from a fear of how this the, the child is going to be treated yeah. by the world yeah um so my mum's always very she's even when i go out in in hastings where mm-hmm. they live 
uh, when I'm visiting them, if I go, if I go for a walk and it's sort of sunset, my mum will be like really panicking and be like, "You need to be back home before it's dark." And I'm like, "Mum, I can take care of myself." And she's, yeah. and she, I think I know the thoughts going on in her mind are to do with the fact that I, I present as queer, right? And so Hastings, you know, being not the mecca of London, mm-hmm. um, it's it can be quite um, could be quite scary. I think yeah. if you don't trust it but i actually think hastings is not that bad so yes, i mean okay. and i grew up there and i know i know that my way around it and i'm quite i'm not like i'm not tiny i'm i'm sort of i can take care of myself to a degree so i sort yeah. of feel like i'm not hugely at risk but like and and also everyone's at risk like well uh, i mean this you is could, it. Yeah. anyone could be beaten up at any time and i'm not mm-hmm. walking around holding hands with people or anything like that so you know who mm-hmm. knows which mm-hmm. is a huge horrible thing well, of again, its own yeah Let's exactly that. exactly but anyway back to the film <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm um, yeah but that was it was interesting that you picked up on that in particular like actually the sort of absence of either yeah either thing was interesting yeah yeah and it's a different it gives you a different way of processing it in your head as well yeah. because um i think the sort of almost the correct response is obviously mildly positive mm-hmm. but not making a huge deal out of it yeah yeah um, Whereas I think my dad was was certainly his response was certainly like that. I think my mum's was more sort of more very very perfectly neutral kind of mm-hmm. like okay true neutrals <laughs> right yeah um, well she sort of knew anyway. I mean that's the thing, isn't it? Parents always know, but like, yeah um, yeah. I think it's interesting because obviously we don't see that in the film. We see the aftermath of the coming out for Jamie yes. and his family. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So we only see how it's been for him for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that the father is it's it's uh, interesting because he does um, Jamie does this weird thing of a football match, and the father oh, yeah sort of, he sort of literally the, he sort of tries to provoke I think a response from the crowd yeah. get beaten up um, and try and attract his dad's attention at a match that he knew that his dad would be at yeah um, and his dad obviously stops the stops the beating up yeah um, so okay so he but doesn't him that much. but doesn't do <laughs> anything further yeah um and doesn't want doesn't talk to him when jamie calls out to him as he walks off yeah. so it's, it's quite a difficult set of um set of things that have been yeah. processed with the with the film with the musical yeah and i mean family relationships and relationships with parents are a thing that is like always for everyone at any stage Mm. of life comes with its own set of challenges Mm, and mm. you know good things and bad things and nice things and difficult things um but i i it is interesting from that youth perspective Mm. um of actually dealing with like your parents are much more your world than they are when you're older yeah um and dealing quite specifically with that yeah it is obviously a uh, yeah that's something that is quite specific to youth and was was dealt with fairly yeah. showed fairly well in exactly. the film i thought yeah. yeah um anything else yeah also speaking of of um yeah like relationships between uh the youth and sort of mentors um <laughs> obviously i was saying it was it was nice seeing the um the supportiveness of the of the drag community of the the older yes. drag community with Jamie but another thing i thought was interesting was actually Jamie as as a young person as a youth uh, learning about the struggles of the older generation so kind of the other way as well because yes. actually I think there is a thing when you're a youth you're like you're well obviously you've had limited time on earth so it's like your world is just the world you're in mm-hmm. now and I think it's easy to like either dismiss the older generation or just not know what's gone before mm. and actually that scene where he really learned about well specifically about the AIDS crisis and like the 
all of like <laughs> how much of a sort of revolution drag yeah. was and, and and how much of a fight it was was really i th- I thought yeah i thought that was a very important point it made and the fact that then he felt quite humbled from learning about that yeah and yeah. i think that is an important thing i think it's really important that the older generation support the youth but i also think it's quite important that the youth try to understand what the older generation has come from definitely as well. definitely i mean there's the, there's, the, there's an appreciation point but there's also yeah. one of um we can't let these things happen again yeah um which is where a lot of that does come from yeah um, i think it is something that's always worrying at the back of my mind of like you know coming out means that there is a risk in future of you know someone somewhere getting you know if if, if it ever becomes illegal yeah in the future because of far right fascism mm-hmm, takes mm-hmm. over somehow and this is obviously a nightmare mm-hmm. situation i'm hoping touch wood will never happen mm-hmm. literally trying to find some wood to touch now um no, oh yeah the floor yeah. good idea <laughs> um, i'm already touching with my feet <laughs> um the um so yeah if it ever does happen then someone somewhere will very easily be able to find out everybody who ever ticks um an alternative sexuality in a yeah. survey yeah and then we're you know I always I always sort of worry about things like you know if somebody really wanted to it would be easy to eliminate a huge group of people oh my god yeah um that's it's always terrifying to me yeah completely um but uh I think like that aside I mean obviously these very unlikely scenarios aside um things like the, the sort of the, the, the AIDS crisis sort of that getting that basic medical help and getting society mm-hmm. to recognize people as not subhuman mm-hmm. um you know, I mean, that was a whole challenge in and of itself just for the, for when the gay community was starting to be recognised mm-hmm. as human, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. then to, have to be hit with that, um, setting the movement back mm-hmm. some 20 years mm-hmm. and then have to struggle again. And the role that drag played in that movement as well was huge. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's a really important set of events, I guess, my only issue yeah. is that the film was not that good. No, I know, I know. So I know. I know we were talking about. It. I wish we'd watched some other film. What did you say? Was it Pride or something? We should have watched. Oh yeah, Pride is so good. Because it's that one about the miners, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, that would have been quite. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think. I think if yeah, if you're gonna watch a film that, I mean, no, they're slightly different. They are different films, and they deal with well, different all, issues at different you, time periods. And so it's we, not about <laughs> you. There are some fairly. No, there are some fairly young um, sort of activists. Right, but it doesn't center it. on. Yeah, but it's not like coming of age. These young guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 So yeah, I know this is the thing. I think actually, like there are a lot of very interesting and important issues it touched on in a not yeah. very <laughs> profound way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> kind of like, and with some very boring songs. Very to, boring to songs. Really up. like pathetic little storylines for some of the some of it. And I just thought, oh, this is very dull. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of the kind of abuse, you know, is recognisable. The storyline is recognisable. Mm-hmm. The acting is quite good for what they were given in Definitely, some areas yeah. particularly for the music yeah but the music was atrocious so i don't know have you got anything else to say on the film um otherwise we should rate it oh yeah uh, uh, mm, i don't think so but let's see so and the only last point mm-hmm. i wanted to make was um is interesting about the classmates actually mm-hmm. and how they would um there was a bit of a pack mentality about them. So they would go with the, the sort of, whichever way the sort of wind was blowing was would be the side that they took. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose that is representative of children to a degree. And, mm-hmm. and actually adults in a population in general. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever the prevailing view is. Pre- prevailing? Pre- prevailing. Prevailing. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Lord. Prevailing view is... Um, 
is the one that a lot of people tend to side with by yeah. default without really thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I think that does show a kind of worrying thing of like, there is this huge thing about pack mentality. Yeah. There's this huge thing about, well, a lot of people will just not care that um, what's being said is incorrect. Yeah. They will just go with it because it's the loudest voice. Yeah. But it was interesting because it was kind of both negative and yes, positive. It was. Yeah. Because it was a thing of like, when they were siding with the bully or the teacher, yeah. it was horrible. But then when one of them was like, actually... Jamie looks great and the show was awesome and then everyone goes yeah, yeah. let Jamie in yeah, yeah, yeah. and so actually it's like it's like uh, the thing of understanding pack, pack mentality and being like okay well I will be that person who who steps forward and says the right thing hoping that everyone will then agree exactly. um, and not just say staying silent because everyone sounds like yeah they're being horrible I also just like it's based in a real story and obviously that therefore I think happened in, a, yeah. in the real in real life and there is yeah. a documentary that it was based on and they, at the very end of the film they show a couple of clips from it which is quite yeah, interesting yeah. Um, I just have a really hard time believing I know it happened I have a really really hard time believing given my up, my, uh, my own background not bringing an experience that that ever happened really like I think Gosh. if I was told I couldn't come to prom at my high school because I wanted to come in a dress. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would have stood up for me at all. I think they would have all just oh. gone, that's a shame, but we're going to go to our prom now. Yeah. And maybe that's like a really like pessimistic view of like humanity from my perspective, but I genuinely think, I think also because Jamie's such a massive character in the film, like yeah. he's got a big supportive yeah. following anyway, but like, yeah. But but also I I, I wonder if that is showing us a, a sign of is a, a different generation because I think you're right when yeah when you are right. you were at school when I was at school I don't think that would have no happened. no way but actually it it's maybe a, a a positive thing that we're maybe it's showing a positive thing in in generational yes. changes you're right. um, yeah yeah and hopefully it will keep going in that positive direction yeah. but yeah cool. I don't mean oh well um we should rate the film <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we rate this film <laughs> two, two out, of out of five. Have we ever given anything two? We've given these one. We and gave three. these one. I don't know if we have done two. We'll no. Your first two star. Oh well, well done, Jamie. Oh, well done, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> two stars. Oh, dear. I mean, it was just. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't watch it again. Great That's accents. Kind of how I feel. Great accents. Um, <laughs> I've seen that story told better elsewhere. Yeah. And. Yeah. I don't really know what it was doing. I don't know what ground it was breaking, yeah. really, as a concept. But hey. That, and it. it was nice to t- it's nice to hear the story and, and the I'm sure the real life story of um Jamie uh would have been really I'd interesting. I'd quite like to see the documentary. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it has maybe want to see that. Yeah. So that's why it gets two, not one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> when real life is better than fantasy, that's worrying to me. Yeah, it's like, why did you bother did you doing bother the fantasy this? version? Just exactly. watch the real life version. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, one more episode, one more film. One more episode, one more film. Mm-hmm. I know. Join us next time. For our zeitgeist, zeitgeist of, of zipping down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I a great just, face. I just, <laughs> I just hit myself in the oh. teeth with my microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a weird face. Like, yeah, like, like, are you zipping down? Like, mm, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. see you later. Bye.